Well, a good Tuesday afternoon, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you here in the Green Zone. I am back. I cannot promise any technical difficulties. Uh, I might just take off and let Britain host the show uh, like uh, Drew Romenda did on Thursday. Uh, but it was a, a great trip to uh, Edmonton, Alberta. I can officially declare, as I was uh, discussing with Justin Blackwell, I believe the Jamie and I curse or Green Zone curse has been lifted. Uh, I was in Edmonton. I was trying to break the streak for the Edmonton Oilers, putting my curse upon them. Didn't work. They beat the Seattle Kraken 3-2. to two. Sorry, 4-2. And then um, now they're at 13 straight wins. Also, the last time uh, we spoke, I had Skylar Ackerman on the show. Didn't jinx her either. She won the Scotty's Viterra Provincial Curling Championship over the weekend. Uh, she'll join us at 5.05. But there's a lot to get to. There's a lot I would like to weigh in. I missed some of the NFL playoff stuff. As I told you, the Detroit Lions, what I believe will be led to slaughter in San Jose or in San Francisco this coming weekend, are in the NFC Championship. Like to talk a little hockey. Butch Goring's going to join us. So the New York Islanders with Patrick Waugh, the new head coach in New York. But this news just came down from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They have re-signed one of their quarterbacks. Of course, going into free agency, the Rough Riders, we know, restructured Trevor Harris's deal. They have also signed Antonio Pipkin to be the short yardage guy. So he was a great short yardage quarterback. You have Trevor Harris being the incumbent starting quarterback. Now, I would suggest the signing today will be the number two quarterback. I don't know how much of a battle it's going to be when you read the details. And it was between Mason Fine and Jake Dolagala. And I might be wrong. Maybe both come back. Now think about which quarterback would you want them to re-sign? Just think about it. Yell it, to, yell it into the abyss right now. I want them to sign this player. At the end of the last season, I think there was a little discussion. Is it Jake... Was he good enough? Maybe it's just a fresh start. But the Rough Riders have re-signed quarterback Mason Fine to a two. Now this is the detail to a two-year contract extension. All right. Now when I read a two-year contract extension, I know a CFL contract is as valuable as the paper it's written on because. As we've noticed, you just rip it up and renegotiate anyways, or just drop them, and you're not do anything. But Mason Fine is back on a two-year contract with the Rough Riders, and I have so many thoughts on this. My first thought was, is this another indication of the last regime's inability to groom to allow quarterbacks to flourish and the relationship, because we saw what happened with Cody Fajardo. That relationship completely destroyed. Off he goes to win a Grey Cup as the quarterback of the Montreal Alouettes. Now, Mason Fine was a quarterback who came in for Trevor Harris. Uh, He came in, 
there's been a couple of times in his career where he's come in late, come back, won some football games, showed a little bit of moxie. But then there was times where he went, oh, man, I don't know if this guy's the guy. But Mark Mueller and Corey Mace and Jeremy O'Day, this is a new regime of coaches coming in here, remember, are looking at Mason Fine's tape and clearly seeing something. In the young quarterback with the mean green, it was the quarterback was the university he was with, which I thought was perfect fitting for a Rough Riders quarterback to go to university nicknamed Mean Green. And there you have it. So, we'll see what Mason Fine shows. Again, this will be his fourth year in the Canadian Football League. His fourth season. He came in after COVID, 2021, 22, 23, and now back again, 24, and signed through 2025. And I would also suggest, this is an indication, they still believe this is a quarterback who, under the direction of different coaches, could be a potential replacement as a starting quarterback. You wouldn't sign him to a two-year deal if that wasn't the case because Trevor Harris is not under contract for next season. So Mason Fine gets a new two-year deal with the Rough Riders. What do you think? What's your initial reaction? This came in. I am reacting right now for the first time. The news just came in five minutes ago. Trying to wrap my head around it because... I wasn't sure if either one, Fine or Dolagala, will be back, but I imagine this would be an indication Jake Dolagala won't be back. And then I go, well, if Mason Fine was their favorite quarterback who they think can do things, why did Jake Dolagala start all those games down the stretch, go L, 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 and never see Mason Fine ever again? But that was last regime. This is a new one. They've watched the tape. They've evaluated and clearly believe that Mason Fine has something to be a successful Canadian Football League quarterback. And as Cody Fajardo and Jason Moss showed us last year, maybe some of our impressions of a quarterback potentially might be a little amiss. Like that we just all have to own that and accept it, okay? As much as it's hard to admit you were wrong, sometimes you just have to go, well, Guess we got that one wrong. Although there's some in Saskatchewan saying, told you Cody Fajardo was a quarterback who can win. And I imagine there's some saying, I think Mason Fine does have it. Those late game heroics we've seen from him a couple of times. Uh, so there's another signing. There's been a bundle on Logan Furland re-signed with the Rough Riders. A young Saskatchewan offensive lineman has been the offensive lineman of the year for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders the last couple of years. Uh, re-signed on a two-year deal. I thought that one made sense with the Canadian offensive linemen are going to be hard to get in free agency, and you got a good young one developing into something. I would say could be one of those solid, long, long-time rider offensive linemen. And, of course, Brett Lother uh, has re-signed on a three-year deal uh, to be the kicker of the Rough Riders. He was on the green zone yesterday with the Britain and Drew. You can check out that interview at cjme.com or cKOM.com if you missed it. So what what's your initial reaction? one 877 This is raw. This is new new news here. Two-year deal for quarterback Mason Fine. 
uh, Sean and Pilot Butte, you you, you want to be our initial reaction to this? What what are you thinking? Is this a mercy signing by O'Day or or, or what's going on here? Just when I think O'Day is on the straight and narrow here by hiring Mace and everything, he goes way off to the left field and signs, what's his name again? Uh, Fine? Mason Fine, yeah. Yeah, totally even forgot about this guy already. Let's go after Drew Brown. Let's not hire. Well, he's gone. He's traded to Ottawa. He's... He's clearly he's clearly somebody else's now with the Winnipeg trade to the Ottawa Red Blacks with Drew Brown, but but huh. Sean, I I understand it. It was looking at these two quarterbacks, Fine and Dola guy. I was kind of meh on both of them. I was like, you bring back one just to make sure you have somebody who knows the CFL game. A lot of you were siding with Jake Dolagala at the end of the last season, then Mason Fine, but here we are today. And you bring up, oh, people are texting in about Jeremy O'Day. He's a dud, whatever. Corey Mace and Mark Mueller are in the room evaluating this. These are two new fresh eyes within the organization watching the film and saying, yeah, bring them back. Jeremy O'Day doesn't do this without Corey Mace and Mark Mueller going, yep, I can work with him. So they see it. Of course, the last two years, should we be fairly evaluating any player when we talked a lot about the important P's, one of them being preparation, that we thought they were a lot of these players weren't prepared to play because of, well, I complained about practices all season long, going, you have like seven offensive reps for these sessions. I remember what. They used to keep score on all the offensive, defensive reps they'd take with Chris Jones. And it wasn't like 7, 14, 20. It was, they were in the 30s, 40s every practice. So, most, I'm, I'm going to be patient on this one. I'm, maybe I'm a little gun shy after all our hot takes on Cody Fajardo on evaluating quarterbacks under the direction of Craig Dickinson over the last few years. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. But I will say we can't blame Craig Dickinson for all our problems going forward in the next year or two. Now it's over to Mueller and Mace to write the ship. This is nine eighty CJME and six fifty CKOM. Jamie Knight with a year in the green zone on this a Tuesday afternoon. As we're, we're telling you, Mason Fine has signed a new two-year deal with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. As the everybody was saying, "Where's the Riders on all their re-signings? Everybody else is re-signing players. Where are the Riders?" Well, the last couple of days we've seen it. They've been knocking them down, and they've taken some time, as Corey Mace uh, told us from winter meetings or after winter meetings, and Jeremy O'Day as well. You know, they're still finalizing their overall evaluation with a new coaching staff and everything. So, Mason Fine is coming in his year last year. He came in against Calgary through two touchdown passes. That was the close loss. That was 33-31 loss. And then BC, that was the uh, game that I think a lot of Ryder Nation got a little annoyed at the play calling. of like There was no deep passes at all. They protected Mason in that game until late when they had to air it out. Uh, they go to touchdown Atlantic. It doesn't go well. 
against Toronto. They did beat the Red Blacks at home. And then it was the Montreal game was the last time we really saw Mason fine. Um, He also got nicked in that game. In came Jake Dolagal and pretty well ran the table. Winning two, losing seven as the uh, starting quarterback of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. But Mason fine two-year deal. Your thoughts, one 332 8255 And I'm I'm not surprised by the reaction. Like Mason Fine did not wow you, Rider Nation. He definitely didn't wow us. Uh, But as I said, this is evaluation of a new coaching staff, and they see something uh, to bring back a Mason Fine. Um. Signing fine over Dollar Gallup might be a money thing, someone suggests. Although I don't I don't know how much Jake Dolagala could command with a two and seven record as a starter uh, for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um one eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Fine proves my point about O'Day that he shouldn't be at the helm. Not good enough finding talent. We're going to rehash the same old players. So good luck about trying to win the top draft pick in the 2025 draft. one 332 8255 Less. Not very happy, buddy. Mason, fine. Good Lord. Uh, Jake Delegat is far better football player, if anything, than they should have let them both go and go find somebody else and settle the controversy. But Mason, fine, I'm already pissed off at this coaching staff, and they haven't even started the season. Well, Les, I I can understand it. This is the frustration that carries over from 2023, because no quarterback impressed in 2023. Trevor Harris a little bit at the start until, unfortunately, got injured. Mason Fine, Jake Dolagala, left us wanting. But it's also left the Rough Riders looking at Mason Fine and saying, here's a two-year deal to come back. Now, nothing's stopping the Rough Riders from bringing in other quarterbacks to come in, and maybe they blow them away in training camp. And as I said, a contract in the CFL, you know how quick it is to get rid of a contract in the CFL? That quick. Just rip it up, gone. See you later. So what for two years? But it's an interesting day with a lot of reaction already to this news. Jamie Knight with you here on the Green Zone. Still coming up, Butch Goring's going to join us, uh, the great New York Islander, as a broadcaster on the New York Islanders with Patrick Waugh uh, taking over behind the bench. Also, I want uh, Butch's take on the Red Hot Edmonton Oilers. Of course, one of the longest streaks, I believe, the best winning streak all time in NHL history is the 15 games of the Islanders in the 80s because there were ties back then. There was no overtime. You had to win in regulation, and they did it 15 times. Pittsburgh at 17 had two of those go to overtime. Of course, the Oilers have had a shootout and some overtimes in their streak right now. But Butch was a member of the Islanders in that 81-82 season. The end of their regular season was insane. Three regulation losses, four ties, and I think I counted 27 wins. 
And, of course, they roll on to win the Stanley Cup that year. So Butch Goring's uh, going to join us. Also, football at four with Britton Gray with the Rough Riders re-signing Mason Fine to a two-year contract extension uh, for the Riders quarterback. But also local sporting news happened earlier today. Derek Keenan, a general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, announced that they have relieved Bruce Alexander of his coaching duties. And Derek Keenan is uh, coming down uh, from the press box back behind the bench of the Saskatchewan Rush to be the co-head head coach alongside Jimmy Quinlan. Derek joins us once again here on the Green Zone. Derek, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on, guys. I imagine this has to be a difficult decision to come down again uh, to be the co-head coach uh, after handing things over to Jimmy and Bruce Mm -hmm. and Jeremy. Mm -hmm. Very, very difficult. Um, You know, given that, um, you know, I I hired Bruce Alexander. Uh, You know, obviously Jimmy and I together, but it ultimately comes down to my decisions and, um, I just think that, like I said, I, I really see a really fine young group that we have. Um, we only have three guys left from our last championship. That's it. And that was the plan going into last off season. I think we pretty much accomplished everything that we possibly could in terms of improving our team. And now I've just seen too many things from the get go that I haven't liked in terms of the offensive end and overall game management. And I feel like I can have a better hands-on approach if I'm there. And and I'm fully committed to helping these, this young group get better and start winning some games. And there's not much I can do sitting in the press box. Um, I saw it again on the weekend. It, it got to a point where um, I think I can really help. Um, and if I'm going to really help, I really have to be involved. I can't just be from afar or even, you know, go down and run the offense, which I think Jimmy's really, really capable of. Um, But I think there were some things because he was doing a little bit too much that was taking away from game management and kind of overall um, preparation. So um, hopefully I can help and uh, get this thing turned around. Derek Keenan joining us, general manager and uh, now co-head coach alongside Jimmy Quinlan of the Saskatchewan Rush. Of course, you give up uh, six in the fourth, uh, and you're one and four on the season. Uh, is this an indictment on Jimmy as well as Bruce? Uh, I don't really think so. No, I, I you know, I, and trust me, everybody's asking that same question. I really, honestly believe that Jimmy Quinlan's the right guy for this team. I do. Um, the difference between now and two years ago, when we went through something similar, is. I could see things early two years ago that I I let kind of go and hoped we got better and hoped we, this year, I just wasn't going to do that. I, I, I just see so much potential here and we're, we're five games in and we're still in it. So I just felt that I owe it to everybody that if I feel personally that I can help the cause as a coach now, then I'm going to do that. So, um, you know, I, I think I still have a lot to give there, even given my advanced age. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I can help the team. Derek, when you when you look at uh, how this is going to work, will you take over more of, as you say, the, the tactics, the head coaching decisions, and Jimmy's running offense? How is this going to work behind the bench? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I really want Jimmy to focus on the offense and have those guys prepared, like on a shift to shift basis. Was kind of what we were lacking a little bit. Um, we want to be better out of timeouts, which we weren't very good, especially on the offensive end. Um, like it, it's always been a strength of mine, I think, as a coach to. Um, recognize things quickly and adjust quickly and talk with the assistant coaches, and in this case with Jimmy, a co-head coach, and make those adjustments. So um, he will focus on the front, but he's going to be clear about this, though, too, and Jimmy's aware of this, and as is our team. Jimmy's still, you know, he's the guy that's going to address our team pre- and post-game because he's, he's very, very good at that. He's, he's the guy that's going to have him fired up because he's got a ton of energy. And, uh, you know, so that's not going to change. It's just more the game management things are going to be pretty heavily involved in and, and, and in our preparation and uh, um, the little things that, you know what, like we, honestly, aside from the, the opener down in Halifax, the beginning of the season, the very first game, we've actually played really well. And we've played, I think, in most cases, well enough to win three of those games. And we didn't win them. And, like I said, close isn't good enough. We just need to get over that hump and figure out how to, you know, stem the tide when it, like what happened on the weekend. And it's happened a few times now. So um, I'll be there to help with that. Well, when you looked at all the moves you, you made this offseason, as you said, only three remaining left from the championship team a few years ago. Um, how shocked are you that it's a one in four start for the rush this year? I am pretty surprised, actually. I know that it's a it's a it's a tough league now. It's a lot different league than it was six years ago. We had nine teams. You know, it really is, and that's that's another reason that I think I need to get more involved because the preparation is more. Um, the the talent is spread out more. Every team, like I think, there's incredible parity. Um, you know, I, I just think that on any given week. It's cliche, but it's true now in our league. If you take a look around, some of the things that happen on weekends, you know, this past weekend, Buffalo lost again. You don't expect that. You know, do you expect Albany to start six and one? Probably not, but it's a different league because of expansion and the spreading out, the disbursement of talent. Um, so for me, like, I, I think we should be better than our record. I really do. And, and, and sometimes it just comes down to very minute things, um, that we can be better at. And I think on the bench is one of them. Derek Keenan joining us, general manager now, uh, co-head coach, alongside Jimmy Quinlan of the Saskatchewan Rush after a 1-4 and four start. Uh, relieve Bruce Alexander of the coaching duties. Um, of course, this is a, an organization. They come into Saskatchewan, uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of wins early. Um, what's mm-hmm. the message to the fan base uh, today who uh, haven't, gone through uh, this before uh, in Saskatchewan after the early success? Yeah, well, I think the message is exactly what, what I've done here. We have to do something here. I think we owe it to the fans. I really do. I, uh, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't sit back with good conscience and let it slide again. And I, I felt that I can, I can be a benefit, and I want to help our young group. Um, I think we have tremendous leadership. We just need to get over that hump and figure out how to start winning games. And guys, you know what? Like we've got a we got a heck of a, a young core now, and these guys compete hard. But it, sometimes you can kind of just see it. Like you know what? They're tired of losing, and we got we got to turn that around. We have to turn that sort of, um, you know, these are the games that when we were in our heyday, we always won. Like we just always did. We always got over the hump. 
we always figured out a way. And uh, um, that was when I was, of course, more involved, and I feel like we can get back there. Have you met with uh, leadership? Well, I know you met with Jimmy, of course, but uh, what do you try to tell the players on the impact of Derek Keenan walking back into the room again? We have. We've had conversations with pretty well everybody. And the funny, you know, the veteran guys, and there's only three or four of them, they're pretty excited. Um, you know, one of them being my son, whom I, I kind of said, look, like, I, I, you, you can't seem to get away from me. I've been coaching since you were three years old. He's like, I'm pumped. So when, when he said that, I was like, you know, that was pretty good. And then Robert Church and, and a couple other guys. And then even the younger guys, you know, they're, they're uh, they're excited about it, so that's good to hear, you know. Um, but we we got a job to do here, and we're going to put our nose to the grindstone. We're going to get after it starting uh, a week this Saturday. Yeah, have, uh, how much is uh, having a little runway here? You don't play right away this weekend. You have a kind of a it's week actually off. Actually, good. You know, I can't stand all the buys we've had. It's been another issue again this year with our team. Like, you know, there's not much we could do about the cancel game in Philadelphia. We did everything we could to try and play. Um, you can't get guys there. You can't get guys there. But as it turned out on Saturday, we're three weeks between games. But in this circumstance, it's a good thing because it gives myself some runway to prepare and, and lots of meetings. We already had one last night with Jimmy and Jeremy. So, um, we'll do some individual meetings with players and, and we'll, we'll, we'll be ready to go. Uh, it gives us, it gives us more time, which is a good thing in this case. Well, Derek, always appreciate you taking the time for us uh, here on a short notice today with the uh, breaking news. All right. No problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, Derek Keenan, now co-head coach and, of course, general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush. It has been a disappointing 1-4 and four start. Again, 6 six nothing was the score in the fourth uh, this past weekend, which was clearly enough was enough for Derek Keenan to make the decision, I'm coming on down. But we, we've seen it in Saskatchewan. The success Derek has had behind the bench as the coach, you can understand why some of the players that he's dealt with are excited to have him back uh, helping run the show with co-head coach Jimmy Quinlan. More coming up here on the Green Zone. Of course, we'll get back to some of your reaction with the Rough Rider news today. Uh, quarterback Mason Fine has signed a two-year deal to return as Trevor Harris's backup, or at least one of the backups, for the 2024 season, but it's a two-year deal, so under contract for 2025 as well. Also still coming up, Butch Goring, the legend of the New York Islanders on the Islanders' season so far, and now what to expect with Patrick Waugh behind the bench as head coach. Butch Goring's up at 3.05 this afternoon right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. very close game a little little we need just from Okay. Uh, 
I don't know what they're doing. Just that coach you guys know they they're doing. Quarterback order five eleven and little I'm I'm a little surprised by a lot of people are surprised. That makes quite a special two year deal. But he is a years on the first deal, so he's promising. I'm not going back and let to show me that there's something, but of course, we've seen a lot of reports. It is for Michael Shelton and Rome in the garbage. There's not much gain till you do although they show a little bit on those rules. The actual streets, but more year even to 108 with Mason. Someone did I'm okay with this. Of course, would uh, Cornelius have been a bit another pickup? Cornelius, of course, and now he's Ed Benzox, but now McClure Thompson's career with Trey Forney's Cornelius is now out. But right now, this day in sports. I'll remember. Uh, in this sports history, 1981. Yes, 50 in 50 for Mike Bossy of the New York Islanders on this day in 1981. And of course, so over the weekend, we saw another battle of the Chiefs and the Bills. It was this day in 2022. Hundreds of thousands around the planet. The kick is good. It's going overtime. Looking to the end zone for the win. He caught it. Ball game. Chiefs to the championship game. Yes, it was on this day, one of the most epic playoff games. Gabe Davis scored four touchdowns. The Bills go to overtime against Kansas City, but it's the Chiefs winning 42 36 in overtime to go to the AFC championship game. That epic playoff game happened on this day in 2022.